0: This is Phantom Electric Ghost, and we are live on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels with Noise Side. We have previously talked to you guys on our audio podcast. And now, yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't yeah.
1: <laughs> 2020. It's in, oh Yeah. 2019
0: yeah. or 2020? 19, yeah. I think it's a while ago before, like oh, before wow. the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we started last year. Um, Well, actually, um, late this year, well, early this year, we switched to this video format, which allows us, you know, to talk to to see the people we were talking to. Exactly. Yeah. And then one of the other added benefits is um, we can see we're queuing up is we can actually play your video.
1: That's great. Which which
0: also gives the fans because when we were talking on the audio podcast, we go into depth and we talk a lot about how you create your music but then nobody really heard your music. So now, yeah, yeah, now we can actually show your video so we can show what you look like. (laughs) We can can actually, people can hear what you sound like before we talk about your music, which is kind of backwards before, Uh you know, that's kind of what we do, but now we're going to bring up your newest video, which is good old days. And we'll kind of talk about everything about that song, like after we show it. So we're actually going to show it and it's full entirety. We'll we'll put you on mute and then we'll come back. Okay. All All right. right. All right. So we're going to get into that right now. I'm just queuing it up. So I'm going to go on mute and then we're going to play it and then uh, we'll come back and talk about it.
2: Feel
1: I activated my audio here.
0: Here we go. First yeah. Second. Yeah, somehow something else is coming through. Wait a second. OK, we're back. So um, you <laughs> nice. can hear me? Yes, yeah, yes, sir. I heard something yes. in the back. You, do you have something going on?
1: Yeah, I'm listening to something in the
0: background. Oh, you're listening to something in the background? OK, Yeah. yeah I didn't know what, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> no problem you, can you turn that down
1: uh, no uh, i don't have i don't know i don't have anything
0: in... okay let me see where that's coming from sorry about that On the no screen. it's okay it's okay okay there we go okay <laughs> Yeah, nice. and I think there was something going on the background. I couldn't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. But um, yeah, that's so that's your latest single. Sorry for the technical glitch there, but we were able to show the video. Which, so how did you produce that video? Like in the COVID uh, age of COVID, how how did you do that? So that's like my first question, and then we'll get into the the details behind it. All right,
1: so we decided with van to go to a place. So it's not far from here. Um, in Asuncion, Paraguay is the capital of my country. So, we we went to the place and we rent right. We rent mm-hmm. a place and we went the band and one cameraman. So, he just shoot
0: shoot the whole thing. Because so, some places don't even yeah. authorize. Like in some places in the world, you can't even do that. They like they they won't let you film at all. Um, oh, okay, no, we. But you guys must that, have that, that, word tight. The, <laughs> the thing,
1: the thing here, here, here is like nobody cares. I mean, you should yeah. care about yourself. Of, of yeah, course. yeah,
0: you should care, but there's nobody telling you you can't do it.
1: Yeah, so we just go there, and um, I mean, I mean, we we went there, and we said, okay, so we want to rent this place. Uh, it's okay just go inside and do whatever you want to do so we just did that's kind of
0: nice because i think i've talked to some bands that like in london and some bands like in the u.s and di- different places and they're like oh you you can't even do that right okay. so they had, they had to go and do something more like virtual reality <laughs> yeah okay okay yeah. you know you can't do it outside with the full band they can't get it because they won't let them they like, said well you can't have more than one person you can't have more than two people they have all these rules like mm-hmm. i was dealing with like a band in australia and and they they couldn't even they were supposed to play my my festival and they couldn't do it they had to film it the night before and oh, then they cool. had to all go into lockdown because they wouldn't let them do it um so okay. yeah so that's kind of cool so behind the song, though, the, the song that you're writing, so maybe talk about the story about the song itself. And is it part of a bigger project? Is it part of an album? Or is it just is this a single that you're going to be working toward an EP? Maybe talk about that.
1: Yeah, well, the song is about when you feel, when you, I mean, how, how can can I explain? So people tell you all the time, you should be like that, you should be like this. and.
3: Mm-hmm
1: yeah you learn of course we learn about that but sometimes you have you want to go hey i remember how how i was in the how i was before like you feel something and you want to go back to the old days sometimes like some nostalgic nostalgia yeah, yeah. um also with with all this technology all the things you have every day like too much information so sometimes you want to get chill so let's go to the oldest elites. at least if you are like me so i'm 38 Mm -hmm. so i remember those times when it was like more quiet (laughs) so now now everything is hurry yeah you have to be hurry (laughs) hurry
0: yeah that's that is a bit of nostalgia i've been hearing other artists because of the pandemic right Yeah, yeah been talking about like, Oh, well, I remember like the eighties or I remember the 2010 right? i yeah, remember the, yeah. like, I'm a child of the seventies. So I'm oh, in okay. my fifties. Right. So mm-hmm. I grew up on eight tracks and vinyl. Yeah. I, okay. I didn't have the internet. So if you want to listen to a record, it was eight track or vinyl and you yeah. had to listen to the whole thing. Right. Yeah, and that was kind of cool. Cause I think then you got to hear an artist complete thought, right. They mm-hmm. usually wouldn't skip around a vinyl. And even in the eight track, you could skip around, but you still would you have to get up off the couch and push the button, and you're like, you probably wouldn't. You probably just let it play. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I mean, the old days to me, like when people talk about the old days, I, I remember you know, my dad's eight track or my vinyl or my seventy-eight or my forty-five. Mm-hmm. So when you guys are talking about old days, like it's a what what when do you go back? What where were you kind of imagining that the old days were for you?
1: so maybe the 90 92 95 um, when the nintendo and, <laughs> oh, and boy,
0: yeah like like an nes like an nes or a, a uh, 64 like yeah, one, one of those <laughs> It's nes
1: super nes and or maybe nintendo, yeah. maybe nintendo 64 yeah and uh, and playstation 1 and sega yeah, saturn and,
0: yeah. when you ask me about that, I'll talk about Atari Twenty Six Hundred and a ColecoVision. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: had, I had Atari, I had Atari. I, that was my
0: first video game. I was so excited. Oh, I, I nice. grew up, you know, before video games, we actually went to arcades, which I guess you guys know about. But
1: yeah, you know, arcade. You know, I was in the
0: arcade playing Centipede and 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 um, Asteroids and Space Invaders.
1: Okay, I. I and then I know suddenly
0: these. They said, "Oh, guess what? You're gonna be able to play Centipede at home." And I'm like, "Really? You're (laughs) really gonna be able to do that?" And then, (laughs) and then I got the twenty six hundred. It was like, "Oh my god!" I took all my paper money instead of buying (laughs) comic books. I started buying video games. Oh, okay, okay. And I stopped buying records too, so you can see what can happen. (laughs) Uh, Okay. You see, today people buy video games more than they buy records. Sometimes, like so, it was like the same thing t- happened back then. All these p- kids that were buying records suddenly were been bringing money to Atari. Oh, you know, okay, okay, because like the Atari games cost way more than a record. Uh, a rec- yeah, the record was cool. like six dollars, and the Atari game was like fifteen dollars. Okay, so, so the, you would, you would it was spend, like a trade. Like, yeah, it was like a cartridge, and you would have to a spend cartridge. it would like be fifteen twenty dollars for a game okay. back then, and a record was like six dollars. You could buy like three records yeah. for the price of one video game. So you can see what what the impact that that had on records was mm-hmm. that suddenly kids that were buying three records wouldn't buy any record and buy three and buy one video game. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, so I can see what happens today. It's just the same thing, you know. People go buy seventy dollars PlayStation game or Xbox game, mm-hmm. and then don't buy a record, and then spend like you know six cents streaming or something. The,
1: <laughs> the good thing is that, that that they can stream while they play, so they go yeah. to Sp- Spotify and yeah, and they stream the music that. It's really yeah. so. It's kind of kind of one or the other. But um, so is
0: this is this song part of a bigger project?
1: And for now, we are just releasing singles yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe we are going to put together in an album. Maybe we are maybe. not sure yet, or, or an maybe EP. Yeah, uh, an EP could, could could be, and also or um uh, I mean maybe we can just compose new songs
0: and. Good and a about releasing singles. Yeah, I, I've been mm-hmm. doing that. As an artist, I've been like trying to do both. Like, basically, I release singles all the time and mm-hmm. then I'll release like EPs and albums.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, yeah. Just because like I have enough materials. Can people tell you? Yeah. Some people would like, I had banders that say, oh, only release one record a year. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, but I think, but I've been looking at bands that release singles like every other month. You know and then you have people on you know on hip-hop the mixtapes mm-hmm. like every three months mm-hmm. um or four months and so that to me it's like there's no right way or wrong way it's like if you feel like you've got enough material then release the mixtape you know because there's mm-hmm. people that want to hear that and mm-hmm. and then if they want to do like singles all the time through spotify that's cool and then maybe do an ep and maybe do a vinyl maybe do a tape I think because today you have to engage your audience
1: exactly, yeah.
0: However, you think you can, you know, especially if you can't tour. So, putting out a lot of material is a good way to keep your audience engaged. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. And also because they have a lot of a lot of options. So. Yeah,
0: and if you disappear, if you only put one song out a year, you, thinking that you, that one song, you can put all <laughs> your energy into one song, and I'm like, well, that's kind of putting everything into one basket.
1: <laughs> yeah and they will forget you like yeah. really fast think, really fast
0: yeah. yeah i think you need to you know in this in this age you've got to find a way to engage you know guest on other people's records you know find a way to um get your music into like a video game or get it into tv mm-hmm. or an ad mm-hmm. or or at least you know get get on a podcast you know and play your video you know get Excellent. get on somebody's like uh live stream and and and, and do a gig um, mm-hmm. so i think so What what is your strategy for for what you're doing is to try to get your youtube video out do do interviews maybe do more online playing or are you trying to get actually real live gigs well
1: for now we are avoiding and um, live gigs mm-hmm. just because we want to be cautious. Cautious, you say yeah, that. Yeah. So, but we uh, when we release a new song, we do um, advertising. So we advertise through Facebook, okay. through through YouTube, uh, Google Ads. So we try to reach more people and see what they why they, what they think about our song. So we are new. So we mm-hmm. have to reach people and maybe. Some of them will like, some of them will not like. <laughs> so yeah. that's normal. But as we have those tools, so we have to to promote it, and also um, interviews and get to blogs and anything, yeah. anything that can help to spread the word. is okay. Do you
0: guys in where you are in Paraguay, right? Uh, yeah, where you are. Okay. Yeah, do you guys true. do? Do you have like a like web? Well, I guess, do you have podcasts podcast that will let you come on locally or do you have to go on to like European podcast or, or like what's the DOD? Have, have, have you been able to do things within your own country or do you have to kind of reach out to like London and Germany and France? Yeah, and uh, luckily we have like
1: uh, a network working. So when I um, when we release uh, I, an email list, so I have an email list and send, and some of them, um, yeah, they play the music. And here, here we have uh, some friends that has podcast and also the radio, F- FM radio. Oh, they've and been they, playing on the radio?
0: So you've I mean, been, some DJs have been playing you. You got some DJs helping you?
1: Exactly, yes. That's cool.
0: We have not a lot, but. Well, that's old school that's that's like my day <laughs> back in the day i went i used to be a college radio i used to do college radio right nice, nice and uh, i used to love like uh you know the 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 early stuff i was into was like rem and uh you know like the replacements okay. and who's like a lot of stuff that was co- what people used to call college radio friendly or mm-hmm. indie or you know the indie scene that kind mm-hmm. of scene um and that was right. kind of pre, predated like Nirvana. Because I was into a scene that was like, Who's to do that? He had like Black Flag. Yeah. Oh, the replacements. He okay. had all these bands are on these small labels.
1: Uh, okay. And they weren't
0: they weren't getting on the main radio, but the college radio scene. And I was one of the DJs. We would play it. Nice. And then, some, then eventually some of that stuff got onto MTV. So mm-hmm. some of the bands mm-hmm. like Who's to do and the replacements and, uh, you know, they would, they, Black Flag, they would actually start playing their videos on MTV, certain programs that were geared toward more college aid stuff. Sometimes they run them like two in the morning or one o'clock in the morning or late at night.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And then
0: that that started to create a buzz. So at Mm -hmm. least there was a place to get, you could get on MTV. Maybe you weren't in prime time, but Mm -hmm. you could actually get your video on. You could get on these college radio stations and eventually. Some of the major labels started picking up those bands. Oh, nice! Who's to Do got picked up by Warner Brothers. Like, like uh, The Replacements got picked up by some bigger labels, and so on. Mm. And then eventually, you know, bands like Nirvana and stuff—they kind of name-checked those bands as inspiration. Mm, you know, nice, like, nice. Like a lot of the grunge bands, like, were inspired by bands like The Replacements and The Who's to Do and and REM and all those earlier bands that were doing stuff that wasn't really mainstream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, i've always been really into the independent artists who are willing to like do something different um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why i like to talk to bands like yourself because i think it's it's cool to, to like you know because you guys are driven to write your own style no okay. it, you know and that's cool i think people need to to not just hear what they hear you know in the top 30 yeah, absolutely. Radio. Yeah. So I mean, so when you do your music, who were your heroes? For people to understand, where did you who were you, who inspired you to write the way you write? Not that you're trying to clone them, but like who are your the people that you you were inspired by?
1: Oh, a lot of bands. So one of my favorite bands is Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I know it's different from what we do but yeah, I least. can kind
0: of, I can kind of see it though, because yeah, they, okay, they, yeah. they, weren't the typical um, heavy metal band. They came out of like, if you were listening to MTV at the time, it was like mm-hmm. Rat and Poison mm-hmm. and my yeah. Crew, mm-hmm. and they were cool. But mm-hmm. Guns and Roses kind of channeled like the Stones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they, yeah. they were kind of like, well, these guys are dangerous, right? Yes. These, these guys yeah. aren't just playing around. Or like, you, if you, you felt like if they, you were in a bar. Mm-hmm. The axle would, and Slash would like kick you. It would beat you down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know they 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 would. It's kind of like the the feeling when you saw the Stones in the '60s. Right? Okay, okay, The Stones okay. were like dangerous compared to uh, the Beatles. Are like, wow, these guys, these guys are like they, they could hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, but I think you kind of want that danger in music, uh-huh. so you want okay. to kind of be drawn to something a little dark drawn to something a little bit scary because like oh these guys are tough these guys are like talking about like real stuff in the dark alley you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's kind of always felt at the field like you think about guns and roses they're on the dark side of the sunset strip in california mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where all the bad things are happening <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know but they're in the jungle and they're like oh this place is crazy and we're in there and you kind of get this vibe it's like okay it's like anything goes like in new york like if you were yeah. in New York city and you're in Harlem or you're in the East side and you're like, oh, wow. Just like, yeah, I don't want to be in that in that dark corner, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but, I think you feel like, yeah, that's cool that you channeled them a little bit. I can hear it.
1: And besides that, and Paradise Lost, um, so Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, Ramstein.
0: yeah. so, so I, I can feel that industrial vibe,
1: yeah, it's so kind of like
0: a mixture of heavy metal and Mm -hmm. industrial
1: yeah exactly and also zero Mm monster so
0: that's cool also heavy
1: metal and so death metal
0: death metal Uh, yeah yeah i can hear that yeah i can hear that kind of death metal thing it's like a little bit of like uh you know (laughs) like ozzy a little (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) ozzy he's like the king of that he's like the start you know Yeah, yeah yeah The beginning you know it's not where maybe you are but that's like where it started but um mm-hmm. but it's interesting like you bring up um like Trent Reznor because Trent Reznor to me because I'm a synthesis and a lot of times people get in the synthesizer and they think like new wave and they say oh Duran Duran a flock of seagulls mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like I think synthesizers can be more dangerous. I think you can kind of <laughs> approach a synthesizer like Trent Reznor approaches synthesizers kind of like in a in the dark alley like the stones
1: exactly yeah. He, he, yeah he gives
0: it like this punk edge mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and that punk edge is really metal it's like it's like death metal but he's showing that you can take like a moog or you can take a like a, an Overheim or a prophet five or something and you can run a distortion pedal on it and you can make mm-hmm. it real gritty and you can make it just as powerful as anything that you know any death metal band ever did
1: <laughs> exactly so there is no rule for him. That's the cool thing. Yeah. So and also, he's sick. He's like freak and sick. <laughs> so, well, like his lyrics true. are
0: real intense. He got that punk yeah. edge. He got that kind of that kind of like like I always liked Lou Reed.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because yeah.
0: Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground kind of increased the vocabulary of what you can do as a songwriter, right? If you mm-hmm. think about the Velvets, they were talking about like I'm talking about like drug abuse and and pimps and and talking about like you know waiting for the man (laughs) wait talking about Venus and Furs and it's like all this stuff that's like that's not a love song. Mm -hmm. Yeah (laughs) exactly that's that's something it's a little dark edge of the street. You know, you got Andy Warhol doing all this weird art around it. And so Mm -hmm. you're like so that means you don't have to start from oh I fell in love with my girlfriend and I, I she broke up with me and I love her or she hates me or whatever and that ends up being most of rock and roll mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. you get guys like Dylan and guys like Trent Reznor guys like Lou Reed they say hey I can do something different
3: it's I can amazing. actually
0: tell a different side of a story and I don't have to it doesn't have to be pretty mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be sad it it could be dangerous. <laughs> yeah
1: because life is like that it's like not everything is uh, nice so yeah, yeah there so is some kind of... the dark side as, as well so
0: so you find that your fans are kind of into that noir, kind of into that death metal or the dark, darker side or industrial. it seems like you know if you if you you have fans that are kind of more like death metal heads or heavy metal people that want to hear kind of like iron maiden vibe, you know can that, that yeah. Really, is that like your core audience is into that? Is that what what you find?
1: Yeah, um, here in Paraguay is more they um, they listen more to trash metal, thrash metal, and maybe heavy metal, and a little a little old school. But we have to do something to different. Yeah, to get it, into but, the- and yeah, and get them, get them into the style. But there, there, there is some people. Um, we are basically right now the uh, the only band that does industrial so nobody else is doing right now um because this the scene here is not huge it's really mm-hmm. really small but what we and um, what we let them know that we we are from i mean we listen to heavy metal the yeah, old school yeah. metal we know all those bands but we want to innovate something put something new that's why we add the adapt step and those things yeah. as well so and uh, innovation for me is innovation is key uh, so key, it's yeah key to, yeah so, so when you
0: guys record you enter you 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 bring in like the drum machines you bring exactly in the sense, you bring yeah. in the sense to be able to get to that kind of mm-hmm. industrial beat because you can if you're just a traditional kind of heavy metal band it's mm-hmm. a traditional drummer you know it's maybe a four-piece outfit and maybe maybe you have a keyboardist maybe not mm-hmm. probably not um mm-hmm. a lot of tra- traditional heavy metal bands they don't even have it because i remember like like ozzy they, they actually invited um the keyboardist from yes and he actually played on the record and they were thinking oh maybe we should invite him into the band and they're like no <laughs> 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 because they wanted to be so pure heavy metal yeah, <laughs> if they if they had if they had him in the band, if the keyboards from Yes was in the band, people were like, "Oh, you're selling out! You're selling yeah. out! Like you can't have that." But but like you say, like they, 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 then Trent Reznor kind of made it. Oh, you're not selling out, no, right? You no. you like if you think about the Pesh mode, you think about New Order, you think about mm-hmm. Joy Division. You can come into the idea of a synth, and you can be a little darker. Exactly, you don't have yeah. to be Duran Duran. You don't have to be the cure. You can come in and you can have that darker edge. And I've kind of lived in that zone that I feel like they, they, that, you know, the sense get pushed down. People are like, Oh, that's like too happy. That's too poppy. That's whatever. And you can, <laughs> cause you can do that. I mean, a lot of keyboardists have written things that are maybe too light, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's it, more like, it, like, it, I mean, I like funk. You okay, think of like yeah. a band like Funkadelic. if you're gonna learn how to play, you probably want to learn some funk and some jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what's cool is like when you figure out how to distort and make really weird sounds or you know you know different types of sounds coming at things from like sound design. And, and that's sound, what I yeah. like about Trent because Trent's like an inventor. And yeah, you know, he's in the yeah. studio. And he's got all these modular synths and he's like wires all over the place and he's like. It's mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's try it. I'll just try this. I'll try that. I'll keep on trying, and and that I think is what you're talking about kind of progress. Cause yeah, Because you know, exactly. When you do that and you can come up with something that nobody ever did.
1: Exactly. And, and, yeah, that's
0: kind of weird noises and, and strange vibes into things. And then like then you get what you guys are doing. That's really cool that you guys are willing to be like the only industrial band. Because you know, because sometimes it's it's be it's good to be a pioneer.
1: You yeah be like
0: out front because like you know because then you never know, you know some people some kids gonna hear you and say hey i want to sound like noise side mm-hmm. you know and also
1: also you have to f- feel free you are free doing music so nobody is telling you no it's not like that it's not like that so i don't care i don't care what you say i don't care what <laughs> i want to do this thing your so, way. <laughs> yeah exactly so there is no limit so people sometimes put the limit on themselves. So I don't know. You have to be free and art is free. So for me, art is free. You have to be free. If you don't feel free, I don't know what's the point to do art. It's my. Yeah, point well, for
0: art, art, art is a whole expression of, um, mm-hmm. you know, to me, like I started music and, you know, everybody wanted to do cover bands. So okay. I would, yeah. right. So everybody was, oh, let's cover the Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. Well, how Mm -hmm. many times can you play Led Zeppelin and the Beatles until you get bored, right? So so, so I just, like, I got bored, and I said, well, I want to write my own stuff.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, and that puts you in a different position because you get a bunch of guys that want to have a band, but they want to have, like, a bar band, and all they want to do are play, like, Aerosmith, Mm -hmm. you know, and they want to play Leonard Skinner and Led Zeppelin. And I'm like, that's cool, but that's already been done, and it's probably been done better than we could ever do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so why am i gonna do a bad version of something (laughs) that somebody else could see why don't i try to do the best thing that i can do
1: (laughs) and sometimes people people don't want to be rejected so doing your own thing is like you have to you have to be patient it takes time because people have to understand what you do have to know you and people want to do the cover because it's really fast so yeah, I know that song so it's cool and everybody likes that and so <laughs> it's like that
0: yeah, uh, I think I that, yeah you, it is like an easy way like if you're a musician and you you do want to, you don't want to go somewhere and get booed exactly. so you're scared yeah. like if you if you ever show up in a pizza pl- club or bar
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: play something nobody knows it's like 99 percent chance they're gonna boo you. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but you have to reach you have to reach them because yeah, I have an experience we played acoustic and mm-hmm. nobody knew our song. But if you reach the people they liked, they like you have you don't have to be afraid. They don't know what they they don't know the song, but if you reach them, if you reach them is going to be great. <laughs> so you yeah. have to trust trust yourself. That's yeah, I think, it's, it's,
0: I think it's, it's scary because I think as, as an independent musician, I've been doing this since I was 17 and I'm 54. And I okay. remember when I, I my band, we played parties, right? Okay. And we, that's how we were able to, to be able to, you know, I seventeen, 17, 18, I got a band. And we had to do covers because we're playing birthday parties and people pay us and they'd be like, you got you to gotta do the cover because that's what okay. they want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then eventually we would sneak in our own songs. Okay. So we would practice all like the covers, but then we'd sneak in like two or three of our own songs mm-hmm. in between the popular songs. And people would say, what's that? <laughs> but we would play everything so loud because we're kind of into punk that we okay. were able to get away with it. <laughs> can we, we come out of a led zeppelin song we kind of like go into one of our own songs and we didn't really say that we stopped the led zeppelin song we just went into our own okay. and then we then we like play our own song for like four minutes and then cut it back into a, like something else like a clash song or something and mm-hmm. so we were kind of going so fast between songs that people didn't have time to boo <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And we like that was our strategy like well let's go from song to song so quick that they don't know what they're what we're doing they don't know where it's coming from so we just got them kind of captive audience and they're like oh well they're playing so it must uh-huh. be okay <laughs> but um yeah i think you just do whatever you can but it, it, it's hard when you get out there and you try to do your own material i i, I think it's a different type of person that is a songwriter yeah, yeah, yeah because then you're willing to put yourself out there right? mm-hmm. and you're not just you taking something that was already done and i think it's a different type of type of experience and i i that's why i like to talk to people like yourself because like like what made you want to write songs like why did you feel the need that you wanted to write your own
1: because i want to be me i want to be me i don't know how to explain and also because because um, those artists inspires me so if they can write their own stuff and they reach me, why I cannot do the, the same, I mean I would like to do and, and also because I, I, when I listen to a band, I always have something that I would like to put so when I used to do covers, I always put something mine and something, version. Yeah. yeah, my own version so I, it's like something natural for me, so Instead of doing the cover, so I, I do my own stuff. So it's a way to express myself. But the the key thing for me is like, if Beethoven could do the thing with the piano, if if Bach could do that, why? I cannot do that. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yes.
0: I think I, everybody, like my, my big hero was Hendrix. Hendrix,
1: oh. Because what great. Hendrix
0: did yeah. is like, he, he went in the studio and they told him, you're too loud. Right. And then they told him you can't put that feedback on tape. Uh-huh. That's stuff we added out. Right. But he stuck to his guns and mm-hmm. he actually, you know, if you read the stories about him, like he was in the studios with all these producers and it's like, these producers were like, and engineers were like, we know what we're doing. We've been doing it since the thirties and okay. you don't put feedback on <laughs> tape. You don't do that. Cause that's not, that's against the rule, right? There was a rule like, oh, that's bad noise. Oh,
1: and geez. Hendrix was like,
0: no, this is no, what geez. I'm doing. This. So he actually, if you think about it, like the guts of a of a guitar player to go into a recording studio and mm-hmm. actually tell those guys, no, you're gonna put that feedback on the on there. You're gonna let me do all this strange stuff you never heard before. And all your teachers, all your teachers, told you that you can't put that on tape, right? But he did,
1: because that kind of
0: opened up for everybody.
1: Because <laughs> that that's, that's what he were feeling, and he was feeling that. So why put put it off? So I'm feeling this. I'm this feedback is great in this part. So I'm feeling why. So he he taught how do you say, to teach? He teaches the producer.
0: (laughs) He taught the producers how to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He actually is the first guy to actually force it. For them Uh to actually have to learn how to actually record with feedback and backward, you know, all kinds of weird stuff that he was doing. Because he was doing like multiple guitar overdubs in different keys and doing like stuff that people hadn't done. And, And a lot of times, if you think about rock and roll up till Hendrix. Mm -hmm. the guitar solo wasn't the prominent thing, right? Most, most songs just had chord structures. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't have these really elaborate solos. The blues Mm -hmm. guys had done it, but not to the degree that Hendrix did.
3: Mm -hmm. Hendrix
0: started introducing like jazz level, Mm -hmm. like length in soloing that you only had really seen in jazz recordings where people were allowed to go into solos that long. And, Mm -hmm. and, and it really opened it up for all modern guitar players Yeah, that you're allowed to do solos as long as you can that mm-hmm. to be able to layer all the different types of chord changes from multiple guitars parts mm-hmm. that's all stuff that he was like the innovator on like he yeah. really had done it mm-hmm. you know the beatles had done it but not the way hendrix did it yeah uh, where it was more like a lead mentality of of a lead, yeah. of a lead guitar player really throwing fairly complicated beautiful stuff that mm-hmm. you know a lot, almost every heavy metal band kind of owes what his arrangement capabilities to like oh what's possible
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know mm-hmm. and that's why even as a keyboardist i look at hendrix because he did all these sounds with all of his effect pedals that actually sound like synthesizers exactly they sound, yeah they, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. sound kind of like what mm-hmm. like if you listen to electric ladyland there's stuff on there that like, mm-hmm. yes, and Genesis would later, in Pink Floyd, would would develop into mm-hmm. synthesizer sounds that came off a guitar it, with mm-hmm. multiple effect pedals, but he was doing very progressive type structures that, yeah. that you know, I, that's why I always look at him as like, well, he's one of the first electronic musicians because the use of the pedals, that he, was <laughs> using, he was like, kind of like the Edge.
1: Nice. Edge mm-hmm. does
0: all the stuff with pedals. That mm-hmm. takes very simple guitar parts and it makes them very complicated. Hendrix, you know, was kind of the opposite. He had very complicated capability mm-hmm. with pedals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, he's yeah,
1: he's great. Yeah, I used to listen to hear to him a lot, a lot, and he inspires me a lot. Yeah, because yeah, I because I play the guitar as well. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I think everybody still, you know, everybody has their heroes. You know, you you, you, know. you can bring up like you know um all the great players that they're that out there a lot of cool cool like eddie van halen we lost him um mm-hmm. and then you had um you know uh like richie blackmore um you got yeah. really cool cool really awesome guys the ingrid team. You got really nice you know players that have mm-hmm. done some really innovative stuff in heavy metal especially there's some really interesting stuff with classical structure Mm-hmm. Um, yeah the, the heavy metal is they really coming from a classical point of view less yeah. than the blues and mm-hmm. i'm more of a blues guy like i like, like hendrix and like clapton like I me know, too, me too. guys like that but i do mm-hmm. appreciate when you get again like an eddie van Halen mm-hmm. and uh, other guys that, that start bringing in more classical structure um yeah or coming to like, into beethoven and bach and chopin and taking those things and putting that into guitar playing hmm I think it's cool any way you go. If you think about it, you can bring jazz into it, you can bring classical into it, you can bring funk into it. I think if you like a little bit of everything, exactly, then you yeah. come up with something new. Because I think if you think about like Trent Reznor, he's taking a little funk, a little mm-hmm. punk, a little heavy metal, some classical, some experimental stuff. It's all over the map. But if you can you yeah. find pieces of multiple genres and what he's doing. And you're like, okay, well, he's just looking at everything
1: mm-hmm you know and and him that makes his he, he unique i mean that makes him in, unique <laughs> yeah because yeah. a
0: lot of people mm-hmm. just stay and in, stay inside the blues like oh just stay oh, okay. in, in traditional heavy metal or mm-hmm. stay in type you know like pop rock or beetle type chords mm-hmm. and that's all they do because it works Like, it's like you get one hit and you've got beetle cord like changes or you got one thing and it's all blues based or it's all kind of like you know kind of cloning what Eddie did or mm-hmm. cloning what mm-hmm. somebody else did and you can be successful then why not <laughs> why, why, why 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 rock the boat but <laughs> mm-hmm. so i can understand like well why rock the boat and, he, and what do you think today it seems like there are producers that really don't like to rock the boat and today's today there's a lot of producers that like to do like clone the same thing like okay
1: over... yeah i think because is because it's, it's going to be successful so they don't they go for the how do you say like when it is just trying and true
0: it's just it's gonna work they call it like tried and and true. Yeah, okay, you know try it and work okay try it and true it's something that's like it's a formula yeah, there's some so producers that are famous maybe, for formula. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe because of the pressure. Sometimes you work in a company, so it has to be a hit. So it's better just copying this this formula. It's going to work, so don't think about it. So always when you want to innovate, so people is going to tell you, no, this is not going to work. So people is, people is like, it has to work. It has to work. But you never know you never know maybe sometimes you have like a copy or exactly copy exact copy but maybe it doesn't work i don't how, well, maybe because do they, know maybe
0: people heard it a oh. hundred thousand times <laughs> yeah <laughs> my, my problem with the copy is like you know mm-hmm. like back in the day you had a bunch of bands that cloned the beatles right none, <laughs> yeah. of, none of them were really the beatles right so yeah, people exactly. kind of people could tell mm-hmm. that you weren't yeah. the beatles Right,
1: exactly. So you
0: would get maybe one song from one of these clone bands to do good, and then they would have no other songs. Right, Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. that becomes the problem. It's like a lot of people don't understand. Like if you do that kind of clone method, you might be able to get away with one hit, Mm -hmm. but you're probably not likely to get another one. Um, Yeah, and and then you're stuck.
1: (laughs) And I I need. I think it's it has to be with money. so. So if you are going to put all your faith in money is you're not going to be creative because yeah i don't know It's, it's, yeah, like, it's a,
0: different, a different vibe but what you're trying yeah. to do i think if it, that's why i like talking to people like yourself because like mm-hmm. independent musicians when you ask them why they do what they do mm-hmm. they always say they do it because i love it i love you yeah. right they don't mm-hmm. say because i'm trying to make a hit right? <laughs> yeah they say because they love music and they mm-hmm. want to put their own imprint on music.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And what I've found is over the years, being a, like a, a DJ and a radio guy, right,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that there are bands that never really got big in their time. Okay. But people go back and listen to them and they find out that band was awesome, right? Okay. So you mm-hmm. get an idea like the Velvet Underground. During their time, nobody really knew that mm-hmm. they were as great as they were. Then they found out that all these people listened to them, right? So all these people listened to them. And then you found out like tons of artists that created their own bands Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. love that band. And so Ah, my point is like every band that's out there can have an impact because Mm -hmm. sometimes like you might not be big in your time, but then people might go back and listen to you and say, wow, that was something really big. And so to me, it's all worth doing, Mm -hmm whether you get big or not it's kind of you do it because you love it you get to exactly. what you want and then if you get famous you don't but then there's a lot of people who be- go back and they find like well there's this band that was really awesome and nobody knew about them, and then suddenly they get replayed and they get famous again and because somebody you know took something from them like 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 what happened with the velvets anyway. that's what
1: I that's what I always say It's like if you love if, if you love what you do so you're never, you'll never quit, even if you don't get famous, because that's what you love. So it's going, you're going to do it until the rest of your life. So yeah. sometimes I think people is like um, they have the pressure. So everything, if you are not famous, you are not, you're any, you are nothing. But well, don't give They're up. Not, I
0: mean, I've, I've had a lot of musicians yeah. that like gave up on mm-hmm. me, and I kept no, on but, playing since I'm seventeen right mm-hmm. but if you think about it, like a blues guy in new orleans or in mississippi
2: mm-hmm.
0: all these blues artists they're like 75 80 years old
3: they mm-hmm.
0: they're not on the top 10 they're not in the top 200 they're not in the top 500 mm-hmm. but but they're like awesome blues guys and they've been playing since they were like 20 or 18 yeah. and nice. um and they do it because like and the thing in the blues is like you can be 80 years old playing the blues And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're, it's not a young man's game. You know, it's not a young woman's game. You don't have to care about how you look Mm -hmm. because the blues is about attitude and life experience. And so when you do that type of music, it doesn't matter if you're 79 or 92, you know, if you, Mm -hmm. if you can still play it, people will come see you in New Orleans or in Mississippi. They'll still come see that guy because he's still got it. Nice. And so yeah. that's, to me, is like, like if you get into the game about like, oh, you have to be 18 or you have to be 22, or you, it's it's a young person's game. It doesn't necessarily, it's kind of like what you bring to the music. I mean, you can mm-hmm. be 42 years old and be really slamming mm-hmm. and make something really cool. But, but then you have all these people like in the machine of music was like, oh, you're not 22. You, do, you know, you got a gut or whatever. So you, you can't sell it. But, mm-hmm. but the thing about music is it's it's it's, it's inside you right yeah. it's, it's what and then how it sounds doesn't really matter match how you look mm-hmm. so if you have something that's important to say it doesn't really matter yeah so what your outward appearance is if you can get people to hear it
1: exactly yeah that's
0: what you want so that means you don't have to stop mm-hmm. as long as you can still write <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know that's the way i tell people like you don't have to give up just because you're you know, I'm 24, I'm too old. Like no yes. <laughs> I'm too old for music, really? What type of music?
1: Yeah. You
0: know, you can keep on going as long as you want, you know. Yeah,
1: and, and also um, the thing is that music is not easy if at least if you want to live like I people I I think people imagine a life of musician is is like having a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know what. But...
0: Yeah, it's not the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, now everybody gets yeah. to be the Beatles or the Eagles. Exactly they, they just, so. Every Beatles and Eagles is like a Velvet Underground, mm-hmm. <laughs> or there's a big star. You know, there's a band called Big Star. It had Alex Chilton. Uh, yeah. It was, so, so, so that's know, anywhere. <laughs> that's
1: why they quit so fast. People quit so fast because. Oh no, I'm not famous. I'm not I'm not seeing well, You're not anything, gonna be uh, Axel
0: Rose or Trent. <laughs> I mean, everybody's yeah. gonna get to be Axel or Slash, you know. Like yeah. people get into it thinking like when I was 17, yeah, I thought maybe hey, maybe I could be like James Brown. Okay. Or maybe you know, no, I don't think so. No, <laughs> you know, Sorry, but not, not everybody gets to be that mm-hmm. that A level guy, right? You might be shooting for it like I wanna be like Chuck Berry, like I want to be like Lil Richard right Mm -hmm. you wanted you want to try to emulate your hero but there's a point where you realize like i'm me
1: and i can do
0: the best i can within what i'm doing but i'm not necessarily going to hit hendrix i'm not going to hit clapton i'm not going to beat jimmy page right i'm not Mm going that's not going to happen but you can but but i think punk music told you if you Mm -hmm. think about what happened with the sex pistols and the clash was they came out there and they're like you don't have to have good pitch
1: Mm-hmm. you don't
0: have to have the best singing voice but you had to be authentic right so you know johnny rotten was authentic he just yeah. said whatever he wanted to say and he's like i'm gonna say what i want right mm-hmm. and that in itself was 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 the thing yeah and then the clash was like we're gonna come out there and just slam it and just come out real powerful and just be pure right mm-hmm. and i think people appreciate that because you know when kurt cobain came and did it that's why people like that. I think punk always kind of comes back. Yeah, you, you get like a Joe Strummer, you get like a Kurt Cobain, because mm-hmm. it's honest, right? Yeah. So when you come in at music in that way, you can't get away from it. Like Kurt Cobain was like, "Wow, that's just so powerful," because he just he believed in what he was doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Like so yeah.
0: And it didn't right. really matter. He's screaming his lungs out, but he's saying something,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: And that's what that's what really. I think people connect with it like if you can come out there and be honest
3: mm-hmm. exactly. that's, that's gonna
0: cut through all the other stuff because mm-hmm. they, they will cut through like no matter what all the people say mm-hmm. the, you there's always going to be room for another kurt another yes. joe strummer another person like that there's always going to mm-hmm. be room for another person like another you know uh mm-hmm. you know even like uh you know, like nine inch nails like another trend there's always mm-hmm. room for that in music if you can if you can so if you believe in it you put that passion into it, then people are going to respond to it.
1: Yes, totally. Totally.
0: I want to play your other video. Cause I finally got it queued up. <laughs> yeah. yeah so no. we, we will play that before we get get it come out of the show, but when they show people more of your music.
1: All so right. Let's see.
0: So we've got following upwards. I think I got it queued up and we're going to play that. Okay. So let me see, okay. make sure it plays. You can hear it, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. we're gonna play this, and then we'll talk a little bit about it, and we'll then we'll sign off.
1: All right.
2: Say Tell <laughs> so you Say that I never back! it it I'm <laughs>
0: So that was falling upwards by noise side, and we're back on. Um, mm. So that was that. That's I like that performance because I can kind of get the the nine inch nail vibe from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's it's really cool. Um, I like the video because it's got that feel. Um, it's got that nice, kind nice of punk and still industrial and heavy metal are kind of so commingled you know
1: and, exactly yeah it's a and, com- combination yeah there, a Yeah. good
0: vibe because you know I'm, i I like that punk edge you can tell like i always talk about the clash and mm-hmm. and, and bands like that and black flag <clears throat> i i'm i'm very much i love the kind of guitar um power um
1: oh nice mm-hmm.
0: because I'm, I'm a frustrated guitar player and I, <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to play guitar but i figured mm-hmm. out how to use a Moog. And, okay. and how to get my Moog to sound like a guitar?
1: <laughs> okay, okay.
0: So it's like okay, like like so, like. But I don't like keytar's because I think they look silly. So I I think I'd rather okay. use a stack of keyboards, and and okay. and try to make it sound like a guitar instead of trying to make it look like a guitar. Okay, <laughs> you know what I okay. mean? Okay. Like I don't want to put like a keyboard on and act like I'm a guitar player. I, I I, I I, I'd rather be at my stack and actually make it sound like that. Because I'm hitting the things to make it sound like that rather than trying to look like it. Okay. You know what it. I mean? It's like, it's like, I don't have <laughs> to be a guitar hero. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, because it's like. You but, know... <laughs> but you have
1: those um, virtual guitars nowadays. So you can. Yeah, play yeah. There things,
0: yeah, there are things <laughs> you can do that'll make it look like you like can do it. Do it. <clears throat> <laughs> But I'm more like, technically, I'm trying to just make it sound like it. So I'm concentrating so much, I don't need to look like it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get it. it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's coming from like a musician point of view. But yeah, I just love that fact that we were able to finally talk and see each other and then be able to show people your music, which I think is the key. And when this gets like, it will be out there permanently on my Twitch, my YouTube Mm -hmm. and my Twitter, and we're going to push it after nice. and we'll push it onto the audio platforms too so um yeah they sure. usually mm-hmm. we'll get a lot more numbers after the after the actual podcast comes on um, nice. but mm-hmm. yeah we're hoping that that people will will go and look at your link we have your bio in the link below um mm-hmm. uh, want people to go to your website uh that, that you have and um go to the links that we've put up uh, on this episode and uh check out your music you know
1: all and, right and um, thank you for having me having noise i hear i'm really grateful so and i'm going to share this as, as well on my socials and my band socials for sure
0: yeah we, we invite you guys if you do want to do a virtual show we are planning a virtual okay, yeah. producer show for november 19th through 21st so if you're not already doing gigs uh we are Doing what we did back in July and having our podcast guests do like a thirty-minute uh, show from wherever they are.
1: Okay, um, okay.
0: Through this platform, and we what we, we do is we show people how to do it, and we, we tell you how to how to set up your virtual webcams and how to set up your 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 drivers so you can sound good. But okay. yeah, this gives gives you like in this age of COVID, we figured like let's give a virtual stage to every podcast guest, right? So. Anybody's been on the program, if they want to take part in that, we we're gonna do it again. It's gonna be like a three-day thing, like eight, almost eight hours a day, um, nice. of different yeah. bands doing their thirty-minute set. And so, if you're interested, they will be in touch with you if you're into it, and we we'll figure out how we can we can set that up if you want to do it.
1: For sure, I'm going to talk to my bandmates. For sure, for sure. I'm asking okay.
0: them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be cool if you're into it or not, but we just ask everybody to see if they're into it. But it's this it a cool thing to do if you want to. Um, thank you for being on the show, and we'll put this out. We'll give you the links to it shortly, where on the Twitch and the YouTube and the Facebook links, we'll give you and we'll give you the other links as they get built in the next hour or two. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you, awesome. Thank you very much for being on the show.
1: No problem. So, thanks goes to you (laughs) (laughs) thank you thanks so bye bye
0: bye